This is the Tribune Audio Network. Hi. Hi. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I was just about to burp into the microphone. <laughs> hey Whoopsie. I'm drinking beer, which is not normal, but, um, you know, sometimes you got to switch it up. Just got to switch gotta, it yeah. up. I mean, it doesn't say sip wine. It's sip whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, we could be sipping tea for all you I guys. I have water now. right here too. Love Maybe it. I'm hydrate a little bit. I like how every time Danelle is always like, "Jenny, do you want a water?" And I'm like, "No." I she's like, sure "Why don't. are you saying those dumb words to me?" <laughs> H2O. Hell no. Get H2O. Out of here, hell woman. no. H2O. <laughs> Just kidding. You guys should all drink water. It's important. My for lips your are like. I'm dehydrated. My lips are crusty. My lips are always crusty, but that's probably because I drink zero water. <laughs> You drink a lot of hot tea, though. I do. I do. I drink. So there. I drink tea all day. This is Sip, Survive, Repeat. We like to drink beverages and talk about survival stories. Then we like to do it the next week. That's pretty much what this is all about. Uh, so <laughs> Danelle's just laughing at me. We, we just came up with a great idea before we started recording. Um, we're going to start a karaoke podcast. Would you guys listen to that? Yeah, Probably just, not. Just me and Danelle singing. And we both have awful. Actually, Jenny's voice isn't bad. Mine is terrible. I love your voice. <clears throat> I feel like it's amazing. In fact, I have to say, when I listen to this, now, again, I don't know because I, I think everyone hates the sound of their own voice. But when I it. listen to it, I'm like, Danelle's voice sounds so professional and Ew, good. It's gross. And then I listen to my voice and I'm like, oh, I sound so nicely. I say the same thing over again. It's annoying. <laughs> my friend Sorry, told me everyone. I said the word like too much and I was like, damn it. You look well. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, like, whatever. Like, we are who we are. If you don't like it, please listen. Then, like, get out of here. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Then leave. And listen I to our kid. karaoke podcast. This is also my friend who religiously listens to this podcast every Tuesday because she's uh, an amazing really person. So, shout out, Shelly. Love you, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, okay. So, before we get into the stories, we were going to talk about our own personal survivals of the week because none of us had, like, a like a survival personal story from back in the day. So. Yeah. Thankfully. Oh, yeah. Thankfully. I don't need that kind of drama in my life. So uh, who wants to go first on what they survived? Kenny? I didn't even think of one. I thought you guys were going to do it. So. <laughs> Bless America? GBA. Okay. You're not out. Prepared. You're out. <laughs> Forget it. All right. Here we go. Ready? Go, Jenny. No, Let yours is going to be good. Let okay. me go first. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I survived. So I have an English bulldog. Yes. She's eight. She is a sweet baby furball. I love her. She's my child. I don't have kids. And I have to take her out. Every time she uses the restroom, I have to, like, walk her on a leash. She will not just go in the backyard and go do her business. I have to walk her. So, like, the one last episode or the one episode I explained that I wear a snowsuit when I take her out. <laughs> Which I keep envisioning as the kid from a Christmas it's story. It's so cold. It is really cold in Cleveland right now. And if you've ever met a bulldog or owned a bulldog, they just stand there. for they. She literally, the other day when I took her out, stood there for 15 minutes. It would not move. <laughs> and then when I tried to make her move, she sat down. And she's Aww. 65 pounds. And she just sat there. And I just sat there with her and just stared and stared at the street. I don't know. It was embarrassing. I survived. Not, not freezing to that? Not freezing and not wanting to get rid of her <laughs> murder your own dog right. <laughs> which i would never do but no of oh it's not. so irritating it is it is uh all right i survived um this is a, a battle on a regular basis in my house mm. uh so every night there's a survival of um am i gonna make it through dinner without losing my mind so my husband he travels a lot for work and um so i'm often alone with our son declan who is three and a half and I just have to say, 
like last night, I specifically asked him, hey, buddy, what do you want for dinner tonight? And he said, pasta. And I said, pasta with red sauce? And he goes, yeah. So I make pasta with red sauce. I scoop it all into his little plate, his hippopotamus plate, put it in front of him. And he goes, no, mama, this is not my favorite. I was like, but you wanted pasta. I'm like, but you wanted pasta with red sauce and that's what this is. And so I'm like, I should be strong. I should be like how my parents were, like whatever they cook for dinner. If I didn't eat it, I didn't eat eat. I didn't eat if I didn't eat what they made. Me either. So I got bamboozled into, uh, I said, fine, do you want a Lunchable? And he goes, yeah, I want a Lunchable. Well, that's not you making another dinner. Valid. That was the only reason I agreed to it. Because I was like, you want to eat a Lunchable? Fine. You can have a Lunchable. Fine. I'll eat your pasta. But anyway, pasta. I survived another night of trying to make dinner for a three-year-old who basically wants to eat chicken nuggets, mac and cheese, and uh, occasionally an apple. But if he eats an apple, you have to core it. You have to peel it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I commend you. That's you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and every day I survive four dogs barking at me. So... Too many dogs, you guys. Too many dogs. You're working on that. Yeah. They're old. It's fine. They're we love animals. We're That's trying to live out. No, they're trying to live out the best years of their lives, and I'm yeah. trying to let them do that. Yeah. So. Yes. Anywho. Okay. Kenny, did you think of anything, or you still still no? Still no on that? Um. Well, I guess I survived staying up to like 3 a.m. on Saturday, because I, I had to play video games, obviously, <laughs> with, my, with my friends, so... Oh, Kenny, you're so sweet. But, like, we won, and we're like, well, we got to keep playing. I mean, we didn't want to, but we powered through. 3 a.m.? Wow. I haven't wow. seen 3 a.m. in 10 years. <laughs> I see 3 a.m. occasionally, but that's because one of my dogs wakes up and has to go to the bathroom in the middle of the yeah, night. Yeah, that does happen, too. <laughs> and again, we stand. Not, we not we do not happens. stand. We have a dog door. I basically just open the door oh, and say, get out. Jealous. It's amazing. Okay. So right. you are first this I'm week. I'm first. And I think in our last episode we mentioned... We went a little more true crime, gritty, gruesome for yes. this episode because we we hadn't really touched on that sort of survivor yet. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to write up the facts sometimes when you're, because my first one that I did, I, I initially wanted to do something else, but it was very gruesome. And I'm like, I can't do this for my first one. Yeah. So it's, it just, it's hard to do, but it is, it's also what we're super interested in as well. So. Right. It's, yeah, you know, true crime is kind of it's like our our secondary love. It's survival yes. and true crime. Yeah. So. so, well, this week I'm doing the survival story of badass Kayla Brown. Mm-hmm. And but before I tell you Kayla's story um, of survival, I want to talk about the piece of shit named Todd. Not your husband, though. Not my husband. No, he is not a piece of shit. <laughs> I'm not even going to give this guy's last name. Okay. Because don't. I don't want to give him any it. credit because I am going to. I am going to talk a little bit about who he is because I think it's important to understand what she went through. Yeah. Um, do you know who Kayla Brown is or no? Yes, I okay. do. Did Kenny not tell you? He, I forgot he did. T- oh, so Jenny and I actually <laughs> picked the same stories this week. We're like on the same page. We really are. So yeah, I sent my, my story to Kenny and he was like, cool, cool. And then like, I think a couple hours later, he came to me and he's like, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure that's Danelle's story. So let me confirm that and I'll let you know. And then he came back in my office a couple minutes later. He's like, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> and it was, it's first come, first serve. So I texted Kenny first. So sorry, Jenny. It's not a problem. I was like, I was bummed because I didn't get to do it. But I figured it'd be fun because I get to hear you tell it. So, well, hopefully I do her justice because she deserves all of that. Um, Okay, so let's start with Todd. So in 1986, 
15-year-old Todd threatened a 14-year-old girl in Arizona with a gun and brought her back to his home, tied her up, taped her mouth, and raped her. How old was he? 15? 15. She was 14. Jesus. Okay. So I'm going to walk through kind of the path that he's taken before Kayla Brown's story. Mm -hmm. Um, So tied her up, raped her. Afterwards, he then walked her home and threatened to kill her younger siblings if she told anyone about what just happened. Oh, my God. Yeah. Terrifying. Um, He was then charged. So she did, you know tell her family he was then charged with kidnapping sexual assault and committing a dangerous crime against a child um a year later he pled guilty to kidnapping charge and the other charges were dropped i don't know why but they were and he was sentenced to 15 years in prison and he was a registered sex offender wow 15 years 15 and he was 15 years old and 15 years Jeez, yeah that's pretty intense i mean i'm good but yeah it should have been longer unfortunately Yes, yes um so According to court records, during this time, he was diagnosed with a borderline personality disorder and had an IQ of 118, which I guess is considered above average, and he was very smart. Okay. So, uh, I think which is in typical in most cases with serial killers, which he is technically a serial killer, which yes. you'll find out at the end of this, if you've never heard the story. So, um, on August 2001, he was released from prison in Arizona. After serving 14 years, he moved to South Carolina. And despite being a registered sex offender, he was able to get a real estate license after lying about the felony charge on his application, which is disgusting. Side note, have you ever wondered that? Yeah. Because whenever I filled out applications, like growing up or whatever, um, you know, you always, it always asks you, do you have any felony charges? I'm like, why would you ever say yes? Right. And do they really check? Right. Apparently this place didn't. Interesting. And a lot of places don't. Okay. Um, So he lied. And, um, he was then a real estate agent and, um, so he was able to get his real estate license. And from this, he built basically an empire with dozens of agents under him. And he was one of the top selling agents in the Carolina region. Uh, was he really charismatic? He, again, back to that high IQ and he was very smart. He was very charismatic. Um, a lot of people described him that interacted with him. Some women described him as being super creepy and just disrespectful. He also told one girl he worked with that he watched porn <gasps> during work and after work. No. A, why would you ever tell a coworker that? And B, can, you've got a problem. Can I sidetrack that for one minute? Yeah. When I used to work at a different place, uh, there was um, one of the people I worked with. Uh, we all had computers and we all had cubes. And uh, we left for the weekend. And when we came back on Monday and she opened her computer, <gasps> all these tabs were open on the internet and they were all open to like porn sites oh no so did someone set her up well i think somebody was using her computer and like using it and then probably doing stuff which means somebody cube her poor cube got you know cubed accosted by some of these swimmers after this is over i want to know who it was i will tell you i feel like we know the same people (laughs) okay all right continue um so yeah you clearly have a problem if you're watching porn at work gross yeah ew and yes, I am judging you if you're listening and you watch porn at work. That's gross. <laughs> we don't. We don't. I approve. don't care. Um, so in May 2014, he purchased nearly 100 acres of land. Okay. Mm. Just keep that in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. It's never good. Mm-mm. So on August 31st, 2016, so this is two years after he purchased the land, uh, Kayla Brown and her boyfriend, 30, um, Kayla Brown was uh, 30 and her boyfriend was 32. His name was Charles David Carver. Um, they went missing. Oh, no. So it turns out that Kayla and her boyfriend 
responded to a cleaning ad posted by Shitface Todd um, to clean up his property. So it was probably an ad in Craigslist or something like that. Um, I don't know if it was his own residence that they were called to clean or if it, they were called to clean the actual property, the 100 acres. I'm not sure. It wasn't really clear. In the article. I feel like if someone tried to hire me to clean 100 acres, I'd be like, bye. <laughs> yeah, not happening. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't do outdoor cleaning on acres. <laughs> no, I, I, I may do a room, but that's as far as it's going to go. Mm. So apparently Todd pulled a gun out when they arrived and took them by shock and took them hostage and abducted them quickly. So they get there and this all happens very fast. They don't really have a time. They don't have time to react. Um, obviously very surprising because they think they're there to clean. I'm guessing right. this is his residence. It must have been. Because they need to have more control. How, do we know how big Todd was versus the boyfriend? We don't. Okay. Well, okay. Actually, we do. I take that back. So when I was reading certain articles, he's a big guy. Todd? Like he's tall and not and, slim. And beefy. And beefy. Okay. And I I did not see a picture of her boyfriend. But okay. I'm like Todd was a big guy. So okay. I think he could certainly overtake a female. And if her boyfriend was Well and if he had a gun, I mean any, you can right. overtake anyone right. if you and you're surprising someone. Yes. So they don't expect it. Fourteen years of your life in prison, what else are you gonna do but work out? Yeah. Well he doesn't okay. look like he works out. Oh, he just okay. looks beefy just, as just in a like big a guy. He's a big guy. Okay, okay. But not like I'm sure he's he can like beat someone up. He's oh, not I'm like, sure. Um, so, so he then shot Kayla's boyfriend three times and she witnessed it. So he did it in front of her. Um, Kayla was then chained up like a dog in a metal storage container that he had on his hundred acres of land, um, for more than two months. Two months? Yes. No. And this wasn't your nice, like cube smart storage container, which I just rented one recently for a month and they're very like air controlled and. I mean, you wouldn't want to live in there, but you could. Right. This is a dirty metal storage container, and it wasn't. There was nothing nice Ew. about it. Okay. It was also painted camouflage, <laughs> which is super creepy, because Sorry, he wanted it laugh, to blend into the property. Like gross. Like he had full intentions of putting. Like yeah, he was planning this. Disgusting. Gross. Yeah. Okay. Um, in an interview on Dr. Phil, um, she mentioned that she had to sleep in a dog bed. And survived on only crackers and moldy cheese for two months. He raped her daily. And um, she claimed that he didn't want to kill her. He wanted to keep her. And that's why, that's what, and that's exactly what she did to survive. Is to make him think that she was going along with this. And she had to do what she had to do to live. And also, I as I was typing this up, I was thinking about this metal storage container and how hot it is in South Carolina. Oh, God. I mean, this happened in September. I believe she went missing in September. I looked up the average temperature in South Carolina in September. (laughs) It's like between 80 and 89 degrees. So imagine. And humid. And humid. Yeah. So she's hot and uncomfortable. I mean, just. And she has a chain around her neck. And she has a chain around her neck. And she's also bound. So it's not like she can walk around freely inside the storage container either. It's rude. Um, In October, um, high 70s, low, you know, and at night it gets, you know, down to the 40s. Right. So it's cold. You're just, it's just bad. Bad news bears all, all the way around. Yeah. Um, so the property includes, you know, grassy areas that are covered, that are up to your waist with weeds and tall trees. And it's also surrounded by a chain link fence that's six to seven feet tall. Um, and again, in the middle of the property is the storage container and it was 30 feet by 15 feet, which is pretty big. Mm -hmm. And then next to it was a two car garage with a living space up top where he didn't live, but he stored all his junk and like cars and stuff. So he lived about 15 minutes from the property. So I don't know if like while he had her there for two months, he stayed to keep an eye or if he left the property, I'm not sure. Um, 
she said they had a lot of shelving with dried food and rations and stuff and lots of bottled water. Um, she said that he took her all the way in the back and left her bound and also put a chain around her neck. And she said that he had prepared the metal shipping container for an extended stay. So she feels that if she would not have been rescued, she would have been there for a very long time. Like he was not planning on obviously her being found, but right. Um, so sad. Um, she was also really intimidated to escape because he would also walk her around during the day every now and then like once a week and he would show her shallow graves where he had killed other people and buried them on his <gasps> property and said if you try to escape this is where you'll be i'm watching you was that true yes it was they really well, were shallow graves yes oh god okay i will get into that okay uh, his other victims mm -hmm. so she was terrified and again she had to do what she had to do to survive and yeah. i'm sure she probably played along with all his antics because she had to um but fortunately for kayla she was rescued on november 3rd and here's how they found her. So oh, man. whenever they went missing, her phone, you know, it takes a while for them to get phone records. It's not something that happens. Sorry, I'm stiffly. Not because I'm crying, but because I'm just really not feeling well. Like, yeah. snotty. Sorry, TMI. Okay. <laughs> so after... Um, you go missing it takes a while for the police to get your records and to find out where your phone's been or or what happened exactly so once the uh, police chief got this data back they realized that um her phone was pinging from this property before it had died and um two weeks before they were able to get a search warrant and where they did find her they flew a helicopter over the property and they just got the heebie-jeebies about it because it was very barren there was just a ton of weeds and trees and just this random storage container in the middle of it. And they were like, yeah, this looks kind of fishy, but they didn't have a warrant yet. So they couldn't do anything. So they finally get the warrant and, um, they find Kayla's car is covered with brush. Like it's been hidden on the property. And they also hear a loud banging on from coming from a metal storage container. Uh -oh. And that's how they rescued her and found her. And video from the rescue shows police as they have to use bolt cutters to remove heavy chains around her neck. <gasps> so this wasn't like a small, tiny little chain, you know, link around her fence. It was a really heavy, like it took some effort to get it off. And if she would not had um, pounded on the side of the walls and screamed of the storage container, they probably wouldn't have found her. Oh Maybe they would have because they found her car. They probably would have searched further but at that moment that's how they found her um so todd pleaded guilty to seven counts of murder oh no two counts of kidnapping and one count of criminal sexual assault and was sentenced to seven consecutive life sentence sentences without the possibility of parole good goodbye todd bye todd you piece of shit so let's talk about his other victims who were not survivors um, really quickly, on November 6, in 2003, a customer found four people shot dead inside a Superbike Motorsports bicycle shop. Like How many people? Four. Ooh, okay. In, inside like a motorcycle shop. And the victims were identified as owners Scott Ponder, Brian Lucas, Chris Sherber, and Beverly Guy. All four died from multiple gunshot wounds. Um, according to Todd's mom, he attempted to return a motorcycle there, but one of the employees laughed at him, would not return his money that he had paid for for the motorcycle, and embarrassed him for not knowing how to, to ride a motorcycle. That's why he killed all them. You can't kill four people because they make fun of you. No. That's not... Loser. <laughs> You can't. And you didn't know how to ride one. You can't. You can't. Why does his mom know that? Was she like, it's fine that he killed someone. My honey was just trying to return this bicycle. Probably. And before he did his confession, 
like after he was arrested for Kayla's um, abduction, he confided in his mom first. And basically she convinced him to come clean with all the other murders. Good Lord. Um, I'm glad his mom had that sense about her. So there are four. That's four of the seven. Okay, got it. So two bodies were then discovered on his property following his arrest. Those were the shallow graves. Um, They were later identified as a husband and wife, Johnny Joe Coxie and Megan Lee Coxie. And they were also hired by Todd to work on his property, like to clean it or do something with it. So this must have been his shtick. Um, Both have been killed by gunshot wounds and... um, they were only able to be identified because of their extensive tattoos, which is really sad. Yikes. Okay. Um, so that's what, four, five, six. And then um, the seventh is Kayla's boyfriend. Yeah. Which was always also buried on the property. Um, so Todd has recently um, admitted that there are at least two other murders, and he has yet to give authorities details on this. He's refusing to give them details. Todd. You're already in jail. Just give it up. And you're in there for seven life. Like, you're not getting out. Yeah, like, you don't have a bargaining chip at this point. Yeah, just don't be a douchebag for once in your life. Um, So here's some other creepy facts, which I found interesting. Oh, God. Um, I think I got most of this this part from the Daily Mail. um, Because all of a sudden, I'm going to start sourcing things, right? Right. Um, So they found an Amazon account that linked back to him. So, the you know, they found a username. It linked back to his profile or whatever and it was it was called me and um it was almost like a wish list type thing and these are these are posts that he made for items that he's purchased on amazon okay so um he purchased let's see let's see let's see okay for a shovel he purchased with a folding handle the user that's todd posted a review suggesting that keep in car for when you have to hide the bodies you left the full-size shovel at home. And oh. his grammar is not well either. Like, it's not written very well. So, Todd. yeah. So, he's leaving, like, little clues through his Amazon account on stuff he's purchased and where he's, like... I will say, I do love funny Amazon reviews. Oh, my God. I could spend all day. But, Todd, you dick. Not funny, Todd. Um, the same user left an, a review for a knife that read, Haven't stabbed anyone yet. Yet, but I'm keeping the dream alive. And when I do, it'll be a quality tool like this. Oh, yep. no. And then in another review about a padlock, um, the user wrote, Todd, solid locks have five on a shipping container. Won't stop them, but sure will slow them down till they're too old to care. Creepy. Whoa, no. Yeah. Now, I, now I'm going to feel creeped out every time I read Amazon reviews that I think are no. funny. I'll be like, oh, wait, is this person a secret yeah. killer? Yeah. So that's the survival story of Kayla. Kayla. Damn, girl. I know. And she just really... Kayla Brown. You go, girl. And actually, she's been... Eminem wrote a song recently and like called her out in it. Oh, in a really? Good way. Yep. Nice. And um, she's... She seems to be doing well. There's not a lot of backstory after the fact. I'm mm-hmm. sure she's probably just trying to stay out of the spotlight and kind of you know, go back in society and stuff. But I just, I can't imagine what she went through and thank God they caught this psychopath. Yeah. And it was, I mean, I don't want to say only two months because two months sounds like two months too many. But it could have been a year. Yeah, it could have been two a year. years. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like, wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. that poor girl. But poor baby. Glad yeah. she's, glad she's safe now. She's safe now. Yep. Fun fact too. My prom date was Kayla Brown. So when I first saw the story, I was like, whoa. What happened? And I, not and I the realized, same. Not the same person. Oh, oh so. thank God, Kenny. Yeah, that would have been something. 
I mean, in 2003, I was in third grade, so. Oh, that wouldn't work. Yeah, the math wouldn't have worked Prom date there. wouldn't have worked out there. No, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't have worked. But, but strange coincidence, yeah, nonetheless. Hmm. Love it. All right. All right. Okay. Speaking of whiteouts. Yeah, it started snowing that. pretty bad in Cleveland, so. All right. Yeah. Are we ready for this? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. Tell me a story. Let me tell you a story about a girl named Jamie Kloss. Okay. So this is a pretty recent one. Um, basically, it was the early morning hours of Monday, October 15th, 2018. Like a recent, recent. Very recent. It was in Barron, Wisconsin. And Jamie Lynn Kloss was abducted from her family's home. She was 13 years old, and she was mm-hmm. abducted around 1 a.m. by an assailant who forced his way in and fatally shot her mom and dad. Oh, God. So, <coughs> excuse me, some of the um, uh, reports uh, or information, basically what happened is Jamie actually heard a car pull into their driveway mm-hmm. on, their, on their family's property. It had no lights on. No headlights, no interior lights, no nothing. But she heard it pull up. So then she told her mom and dad. Or dad goes out and he sees a guy come out of the car with a gun. Mm -mm. So he yells to his wife and Jamie, go hide in the bathroom. Which I'm like, why does everyone hide in the bathroom? Like, run out the back door. What are you doing? But hey, again, I'm not here to pass judgment. You got to do what you got to do. So Jamie and her mom run into the bathroom uh, Jamie's mom is basically has her in a huge bear hug trying to like protect her, which I think I think any mom would do. Yeah. And all of a sudden they hear like two or three shots. So all of a sudden then they hear somebody trying to force their way oh. into the bathroom. It takes the guy 20 times of slamming his body into the door and he breaks it down finally. Oh. He grabs Jamie he basically binds her while her mom is standing there, like, completely helpless. Then he shoots the mom three times. <gasps> in front of her. In front of Jamie. Oh, jeez. And takes Jamie with him in the car. Now, I found this very interesting. This guy, let's see. I know his name. It's escaping me at this time. Hold on. Jake. Jake Patterson. He basically, um, he actually had gone to the house three different times. Really? Yeah. Like to scope it out? Yeah, to scope it out. He, but every time he went, like their lights were on, there was too much like activity in the house. Like he, he heard the dog barking. Like there were things that he thought this isn't the right time. Um, But he, when he did come to do this, he had, there was so much preparation Mm -hmm. that happened. He took out the dome light in his car. Mm -hmm. He took out the lights in his trunk. Ew. He obviously turned off his headlights when he was pulling yeah. in. The, so basically, his car had no lights on it. So oh, even well, when, yeah. even once he kidnapped Jamie, he, he, opened, drive he opened the trunk. There were no lights. So no one was seeing any of this mm. because there was nothing to... And it was in the middle of the night. Well, so. here's the interesting part, though. They, like, people said they heard shots in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. But they said in Barron, Wisconsin, people are, it's a hunting situation. So you situation. don't think anything of it. But at 1 a.m., like, who's hunting at 1 a.m.? I don't people know. People do, right? Do they? I mean, I'm looking at Kenny because he lives... You grew up in the country. I've then. never hunted before, so I have no I idea. I haven't either. Okay. I, I don't mean, know. I wouldn't hunt, personally. Mm. I mean, I just have never hunted. Yeah. So I don't know. I think 
my brother and sister, my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law are both hunters and they, I think they like stake out all night. Anyway, whatever. Okay. Those are different gunshots. This like. Well, he used a rifle. Oh, he did. Yes. So there was, um, one thing that happened that was very interesting too, is when the guy was, uh, Jake, when, when he was in the house, um, and he had shot the father, but he hadn't yet gotten into the bathroom. Jamie's mom was calling 911. Oh. So there was no, um, like, she didn't talk to anyone, but the phone was but on. But she dialed it. And it was dialed. And so the 911 operator heard all this commotion because Jake was at that point trying to break down the door. So um, the 911 dispatcher uh, hung up, tried to call that number again to see if the person would pick up and talk to them. And she got voicemail over and over again. So she dispatched the police. Oh, good. Okay. So um, basically the, uh, the police come. Uh, they see that the front door has been shot in. So he basically like used his gun to shoot in the door and then shoot the dad. Like he wasn't trying to be discreet at all. Oh, no. Other than his car. So James Kloss is a father. He was 56 when mm-hmm. he died and Denise Kloss was 46 and they were both dead from gunshot wounds Ugh. and then the daughter Jamie was 13 and missing and the family dog was still in the home unharmed so um no gun was recovered after searching the home and police didn't have any suspects because neighbors basically said they heard two gunshots but had dismissed them as hunting as it was common around their homes mm-hmm. um, investigators received more than 2,000 tips in the case and they reviewed most of them um, they concentrated on certain routes like U.S. Route 8, uh, which was near their home. Uh, volunteers spent days searching. There were, you know, uh, vigils, like candlelit vigils. Uh, they had a reward out for Jamie's safe return of 25000 uh, and then it doubled to 50000 by the end of October. So people were really hoping that yeah. Jamie was still alive. Um, October 30th was the day of the funerals for James and Denise, which... Mm-hmm. When I heard that, I was so sad because obviously Jamie hadn't been found yet and she didn't even get to go to her parents' she funeral. She didn't get to pay respects or just even have closure in that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, interesting twist is um, that the day of the funerals, mm-hmm. there was a 32-year-old man who was arrested for breaking into the Kloss residence to burglarize it. What? Right. Like, haven't these people been through enough? Exactly. But he figured everyone's going to be preoccupied at the mm-hmm. funeral. Like, this is a perfect time for me to break in. Which I'm like, isn't it a crime scene? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, wh- like what? Aren't there police officers there? I don't know. I guess once they put the tape up, maybe you don't have to. St- I don't know. I don't maybe know how that works. Maybe they just think that once the tape's up, no one's going to try to go in. I guess. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, he they interviewed him a ton because they were like, this guy is suspicious as the Yeah. And it turns out he has nothing to do with he's just the killings. Yeah, he's just an idiot who wanted to burglarize a house um, because of circumstances. So thanks, Dick Wad. Love ya. Um, so on January 10th. So remember, this happened on October 15th. It's now January 10th of 2019. Oh, still missing, yeah. Jamie Kloss escaped. Yes. She was still alive. Get it, girl. She escaped from a cabin where she had been held captive for 88 days. Uh-uh. 13 years old. I have goosebumps right now. I have no idea what she, I can't even imagine she, what she's been through. No, she ran for help and she ran across a woman who was out walking her dog. And she went up to the woman and said, I'm Jamie Kloss. So this woman, her name was uh, Janine, no, Jean Nutter. And Nutter recognized her from all the news reports. Mm-hmm. And she immediately took her to a neighbor's house and went inside. Um, and 
the, the girl said the guy who was holding me was Jake Patterson. Like she knew the guy's name. Do you think she knew him? No, that's okay. the interesting thing. So um, basically it was interesting because they're in this neighbor's house and they're trying to keep Klaus calm and quiet. The homeowner, her husband, uh, was guarding the door with a gun. Oh God. Because he was scared that uh, Jake might have followed. Them. Yeah. yeah. And so he was standing at the door with a gun waiting until the police got there because he didn't want anyone to get their hands on this girl again. So I'm so happy that these people were so kind and like caring of this poor girl. I thought you were going to say for a minute that the husband came out and it was Jake. No. <laughs> and that then I just been like a horror story. Okay. No, yeah, no, no, thank no. God that these people are but No, they were very people. compassionate. Good people, caring, and... Yeah, compassionate people that really were... I guess they couldn't believe that she had just walked into their their house. Um, so police arrived around 4.45, um, and they removed Kloss uh, from the area for her own safety. And um, basically... They, you know, they were like, well, he can't be that far away, Jake Patterson. Yeah. So um, basically there was a, a, a red vehicle that was spotted, like literally as they were leaving the neighbor's mm-hmm. house um, and the license plate were checked and it revealed that the uh, car was registered to a woman with the last name Patterson. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is it your mom's? Um, another deputy follows the vehicle, uh, which drove by the cabin where Kloss said she had been held. And the deputy, the deputy stopped that car and told the man his, or the deputy stopped the car and the driver said, my name is Jake Patterson. (gasps) And he exited the vehicle and said, I did it. Just right off like that. Done. Didn't even try to hide or run or anything. No, no. Um, so he was born in 1997. So he's actually, I think, 21. I was going to say, that's young. Yeah. He's young to be this psycho. Younger than Kenny, which is like, what? Who? Who? Who's younger than Kenny? Who? How? How? What? Kenny. Ah. So um, he told police that he had kidnapped Jamie Kloss and killed James and Denise. He told investigators that he placed Kloss in the trunk of his car and pulled, o- uh, oh, and he pulled over. So like when he first kidnapped Jamie, mm-hmm. she was in the trunk of his car the police were coming <gasps> to respond to that 911 call that Jamie's mom made, and he had to pull over to let them, to let them pass. So do you think his, like, obviously he turned his lights back on, but never mind. I mean, he, he had to turn his headlights back yeah, on at that yeah. point, but uh, the other lights were removed from the car. But the police aren't going to notice that. that no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay, so... Uh, Patterson had told authorities he saw Jamie Kloss getting off a school bus Mm. and um, he just saw her one day and he stated that he knew that she was the girl he wanted to take. Oh, no. So it was literally like she didn't know him. No clue who he was. He saw her getting off the bus. Was it off the bus? And yeah. And decided he was taking her. What a creep. Right? The worst. So, um... They didn't, they, because at first there was, well, there was a lot of speculation. You know, there's been crimes where a teenage girl is involved with an older guy and they conspire to like kill the parents and run away together and all that stuff. So they did a ton of research on Jamie and Jake to see if they had any connections over social media, uh, over the internet, over email, uh, and they found no connection between the two. So really he saw her getting off of a school bus and said, I want that girl. That's that's it. Like you just never know who's watching you. You never know who's around. Like you have to be on guard. Yeah. I mean, and, sh- and when you're 13, you don't think like that. You don't think like that as a 
30 something year old woman, right. but you no. should. Uh, yeah. You always have to be looking behind you. So, um, Patterson had graduated from Northwood high school, uh, which was in nearby Minong. Great. Wisconsin. Uh, in 2015 is when he graduated from high school, which oh. again, I'm just like, God, I'm so old. So um, young to be doing <laughs> yes. this. He joined the Marine Corps, but he only lasted a month. So that tells you a little bit of something about him. Yeah. Um, the cabin where he was holding Jamie uh, was owned by his father, um, but it was turned over to the credit union about a week after the kidnapping. So, uh, I'm sorry, a week after Jamie had been found. Um, his, Jake's mother was basically, she hasn't said anything to the media. She's been mute about all this. Uh, Jake's father, however, has come to the case, like, the court cases and things mm-hmm. like that and he has sobbed oh in so court he's like feels awful for these families yes and he feels terrible so um let's see uh the father sobbed at his son's arraignment when the judge read the charges and told a reporter he had a note he was trying to get to Kloss. the grandfather is quoted as saying something went terribly wrong nobody had any clues we are absolutely heartbroken it's wrenching to deal with he was shy and quiet. He backed off from crowds, but a nice little boy, polite. Computer games were more of a priority than social interaction. Kenny? Computer games? Remember when you were playing video games till 3 a.m.? But I was talking with friends while I was doing it. Okay. So social, good. So check. social, okay, check. You're, check. S- you're all set. You're off good. the hook this good. time. Uh, so basically on January 14th, Patterson appeared in court via video conferencing from jail. Um, he's been charged with two counts of first degree intentional homicide, one count of kidnapping and one count of armed burglary. So as far as they know, and I, they aren't releasing all of the details of what happened because Jamie is so young. She mm-hmm. was 13. Yeah. Well, is 13. Um, so, but as far as we know, he actually did not sexually assault her or rape her good i mean so it, it might have happened maybe they're just keeping it out of the press but um you know i'm hoping that you know maybe he just had this weird i want a friend who's 13 i don't know that i buy that i don't know if i do yeah. either but um, if, it's pro- if it's to protect her then great that's yeah so um they basically said that uh, they don't want to pursue charges against Patterson related to Kloss's 88 days in captivity because authorities do not wish to bring the victim in for questioning. They believe they have sufficient evidence to pursue a life sentence without parole with the, without the additional charges. So, again, we don't really know what happened those 88 days, mm-hmm. nor do we need to. So, right. it's like, good. I'm he, sure they weren't pleasant. Well, he did, yeah, he did a ton of terrible shit to get Jamie. Like, it's enough to put him away. Exactly. So, um, he made his first courtroom appearance on February 6th. Um, he waived his preliminary hearing and is bound for trial. So, the arraignment date is set for March 27th, uh, where his charges will be formally uh, read to him. So, um Basically, the one thing I did want to say is the child safety advocate and kidnapping survivor, Elizabeth Smart, described the recovery as a miracle and described Kloss as a hero. She is. I mean, that to be 13 and have to go through that and survive. And, <sighs> yeah. and I'm glad the public's protecting her. Yes. Like, I'm glad that they're doing the right thing by it. And, and I'm glad that they're able to bring him to justice without her having to stand trial and 
yeah talk to him or look at him or say Ugh. anything yeah she doesn't need to see that again no. she doesn't need to be there for that so i would like to say one more fun fact jamie's parents who died way too young uh both worked for jenny o which is the uh turkey company yeah. and um they had been employed there for many years uh and jenny o was the one that had announced a twenty-five thousand dollar reward reward for the information leading to Klaus's oh, safe return wow. so yay to I jenny o yes so that is a story of jamie Kloss and her story stupid kidnapper and killer uh jake wow that was great thanks that's good that's and that's it. recent i haven't that heard of that one. one yeah it's crazy recent i would also like to point out she has strawberry blonde hair like yours truly but i have an affinity towards redheads i mean i don't blame you <laughs> jenny and kenny are both well you're more blonde kenny I'm more blonde yeah. More yeah. blonde. he has red in his beard yeah red in my beard yeah, yeah. okay all right. Well, that's those were our really intense true crimey survivor stories. I kind of like the t- intense ones. I did too. Or is I it too dark? You no. let us know. Tell us. I liked what do you it. think? I liked it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kenny's our only audience while we're recording <laughs> these, so he's he's our barometer for success. And Kenny's mom, she lets yes. us know good feedback yeah. too. What's Kenny's mom's name? Tammy. Tammy. Hey, Tammy. Shout out. Whoop whoop. Shout out, Tammy. And she has red hair too, doesn't she? She does. Yeah. We look like we could be sisters. <laughs> Oh, I have seen a picture. Of, yeah, yep. right. This is true. Sister, sister. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Kenny, what's your weird news for the week? Okay. Are we going to get to guess? You get to guess this one. Yes. Okay. So a 59-year-old man went to see a specialist after he lost sense of smell and has been suffering from a two-year stuffy nose. Doctors were shocked to discover something in his nose that they pulled out. What was it? Mm. I'm going to guess a roach. Like a cockroach? Yeah, like okay. a cockroach. <gasps> Alive or dead? Dead, I hope. Okay. Oh, God. Um, hold on. I've, I'm going to go with, I think he was trying to clean his nose out with Q-tips, and the tip broke off in there. Both good guesses, but a tooth was growing <gasps> inside of his nose. What? Oh, oh that poor guy. <laughs> Why was there it's a tooth like rare thing that happens where apparently a tooth can just like grow inside I guess nose. I could see that because think about it you're like but it wasn't like a, a mystery twin that was growing in his head or was no. it <laughs> they didn't say anything about that all they said was a tooth was growing in there and they had to pull that? it out yeah no. like people find a growth and there's like teeth in it like on their back oh yeah. yes oh it's pretty gross I, re- I thought Danelle was gonna be onto something with that cockroach thing and then I when you asked if it well, was alive or dead I was like oh god it's alive <laughs> I've heard us I've heard stories where people have had them in like their ears and stuff so yeah. I figured did you maybe know that you, you eat like eight spiders during your lifetime yeah I don't no I don't I sleep with my mouth closed I sure don't just oh. wait except tonight because my nose is stuffy so when we gonna... when we go to my favorite murder and we're sharing a hotel room Danelle you're gonna get to hear the snoring are you gonna, that... s- are you gonna be song logs yes Donald, my husband makes fun of me constantly because I snore like a man. Well, the good thing is, is I can sleep through anything. Good, because anything, because you're going to be amazed at the amount of snoring. Like that nothing comes out can of me. stop me from falling asleep. Per. So don't even worry about it. Great. I need to throw this in here just because we're talking about snoring. Kim tries to claim she doesn't snore, <laughs> but she does. But she totally snores, and I know she's listening. I bet right you now. do too. <laughs> oh, I know I do sometimes, but like, but Kim's like, I don't do that. Yeah, she's like, I don't snore. I'm like, no, you you snore. Like it's not the whole night, but. Oh, mine is like, I think mine's pretty intense. From what Donald tells me, it's like I'm sawing logs. It's super loud. And especially a lot of times at night, I've had like a glass or two of wine. And that makes it worse. Because like your stuff relaxes. Do you do the snore where you're like trying to catch your breath? You're like, (laughs) I don't know. I'm asleep. I have no idea. I think you should set up a tape recorder. I think I should. I think I should. All right. My dog snores really loud. Oh, Like really loud. She's like... You yeah, know, it's but, bad. But, but Todd and I don't snore, but, but she does. Oh, well, good. Then you'll be used to it. I'll be used to it. So, yeah. anywho. 
Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Kenny, good on weird news. Thank I you. can't thank believe someone you. had a tooth in their nose. It's very gross. Did it they was, get it pulled? It got it pulled out. It was like the size of the, the top of a pencil. It was okay. next to like the top of a pencil, and it was like the same what? size. Was it an ENT, ear, nose, and throat, or was it a, a uh, oral surgeon? I don't know. It's a good question, honest. right? Yeah, yeah. Like maybe how are you going to get that maybe out? Maybe they had to consult each I other. Bet you it's, I bet you it's an oral surgeon. In your nose, though? You'd like have to know the structures of your nose. It's I bet it was like, both. I bet it's just like, because it's just like an extra bone. So there's like cutting out the Yeah, bone. but there's nerves in your teeth and stuff. I mean, obviously, it probably didn't maybe have all that. Maybe a nose tooth isn't the same. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do, do, you think he's, do you think he just got it filled? Or do you think they actually pulled it? was just like it? a really bad cavity. <laughs> they <got it> <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're like, listen, <laughs> this tooth is going to have We're to We're just going to drill it down and fill that sucker. <laughs> Put a gold cap on it. We're good. <laughs> now, when he looks up, you just see something sparkly in yeah, his nose. Yeah, <laughs> He's got like, um, what are they called? Fronts? <laughs> He's got like, like, no, like no. when people have oh, like grills. grills. He's going to have like a grill in his one tooth in his nose. <laughs> no nose piercing. Just a grill for my, my nose tooth. Who needs a nose piercing when you have a tooth in your nose? Yuck. Well, oh, thanks well. for listening. Yeah, this has been Sip, Survive, Repeat. And this is episode six. And uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, you can sip, survive, repeat at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at sip, survive, repeat, or on Twitter at sip, survive. So thanks for listening. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.